0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, July 26th. U.S. equities ended the day lower following a host of soft data and as earnings season kicked into high gear. The Fed also began its two-day monetary policy meeting today, and it is largely expected to increase rates by 75 basis points this week for the second straight meeting. Dow members Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and 3M all rose after beating earnings expectations, but all three companies warned of the impact from inflation for the rest of the year. Fellow Dow member Walmart fell after cutting its earnings guidance due to inflation pressures and changing consumer behaviors, which has sparked concerns on how other major retailers will perform. Shares of General Motors went down as the company missed earnings expectations but reaffirmed its full year guidance. Housing data came in softer than expected as home prices rose at a slower pace than expected and new home sales were lower than expected. Consumer confidence also took a hit, decreasing more than expected. Treasuries rose and the yield curve remained inverted. The U.S. dollar continued its recent spike, and crude oil and gold prices both decreased. Europe ended lower, and Asia finished mostly higher as both regions were also highly tapped into earnings news. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 229 points, or 0.7%, to 31,762. The S&P 500 Index fell 46 points, or 1.2%, to 3,921. And the Nasdaq Composite decreased 220 points, or 1.9%, to 11,563. In moderate volume, 3.8 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.2 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil dropped $1.72 to $94.98 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price fell $3.20 to $1,715.90 per ounce, while the dollar index went up 0.7% to 10717 in equity news on Tuesday, Dow member Coca-Cola, ticker symbol KO, reported adjusted earnings per share of $0.70 cents above the $0.67 faxed estimate, with revenues rising 11.8% year-over-year at $11.3 billion, north of the street's forecast of $10.6 billion. Chief Executive Officer James Quincy said, quote, Our results this quarter reflect the agility of our business, the strength of our streamlined portfolio of brands, and the actions we've taken to execute for growth in the face of challenges in the operating and macroeconomic environment, end quote. The company's operating margin notably shrunk to 20.7% from the prior year's 29.8%. It noted the impact of its body armor acquisition, higher operating costs, an increase in marketing investments, and currency headwinds as drivers of the shrinking margin. Shares traded higher. Dow constituent McDonald's, ticker symbol MCD, reported adjusted earnings per share of $2.55 above the $2.47 estimate with revenues declining 2.9% to $5.7 billion, south of the forecasted $5.8 billion. McDonald's chief executive officer mentioned, quote, by focusing on our customers and crew, enabled by a rapidly growing digital capability, we delivered a global comparable sales growth of nearly 10%. Nonetheless, the operating environment across the competitive landscape remains challenging. While we are preparing for a wide range of scenarios, I am confident that our plans and people position McDonald's to weather this environment better than others, end quote. The company saw same store sales rise 9.8%, well above the forecast at 6.2%. Its operating margin shrunk noticeably, and it noted margins were negatively impacted by inflationary pressures as well as restaurant closures in Russia and Ukraine. McDonald's finished modestly higher. Dow member 3M company, ticker symbol MMM, reported adjusted earnings per share of $2.48, north of the $2.41 estimate, with revenues decreasing 2.8% to $8.7 billion, but above the forecasted $8.6 billion. 3M saw revenue beat estimates in its safety and industrial, transportation and electronics and health care segments, but its consumer segment just missed. The company lowered its full-year guidance, with Chief Executive Officer Mike Roman noting, quote, Looking ahead, we updated our adjusted full-year expectations largely due to the strength of the U.S. dollar and uncertain macroeconomic environment. We remain focused on innovating for customers, driving operational improvements, and advancing our environmental stewardship. End quote. The company also announced plans to spin off its healthcare business. Shares rose noticeably. Dow constituent Walmart, ticker symbol WMT, cut its earnings guidance to a decrease of 8 to 9 percent versus prior guidance of roughly flat earnings per share. The retailer blamed high inflation pressures that have driven consumers away from discretionary merchandise while also pushing them toward lower-margin food categories. Walmart finished solidly lower. General Motors, ticker symbol GM, reported second quarter adjusted earnings per share of $1.14, below the $1.23 faxed estimate, although revenues increased 5% year-over-year to $35.8 billion, besting expectations of an increase to $33.2 billion. The car manufacturing company noted a loss in its China sales, along with supply chain disruptions, as the main factors that led to a tumble in net profits. The company reaffirmed its full-year guidance as the company projects an increase in global production and wholesale deliveries in the second half of the year. Shares fell. The second quarter earnings season is shifting into high gear this week, and the markets are paying close attention to guidance and the health of profit margins and economic activity. Festering inflation pressures have forced the Fed to get aggressive with its monetary policy tightening, despite signs of slowing economic growth. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses the economy in her latest article titled, What's Going On With Jobs? How the June jobs report was cheered by economic bulls given its strength in level terms, but rates of change among leading indicators don't favor a soft landing outcome for the economy. You can follow Liz Ann on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Tuesday... The 20-city composite S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Home Price Index showed a 20.5% year-over-year gain in home prices in May, below the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 20.6% rise. Compared to the prior month, home prices were up 1.3% on a seasonally adjusted basis compared to forecasts of a 1.5% gain. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index decreased to 95.7 in July from June's downwardly revised 98.4 level and versus the Bloomberg estimate calling for a reading of 97.0. The overall index was hampered by the Expectations Index of Business Conditions for the next six months portion of the index, which decreased to 65.3 from June's 65.8 level while well, the present situation index portion of the survey declined to 141.3 from the previous month's 147.2 level. On employment, the labor differential, or consumers' appraisal of jobs being plentiful minus being hard to get, decreased to 37.8 from the 39.9 level posted in June. The Richmond Fed Manufacturing Activity Index surprisingly increased into neutral territory. A reading below zero denotes contraction, while a reading above zero denotes expansion for July, jumping to zero from June's negative 11 reading and well above forecasts for a reading of negative 14. New order volume and shipments both improved, with the former remaining in contraction territory, but the latter increasing into expansion territory, while prices paid decelerated slightly but remained elevated. In housing news, new home sales fell 8.1% in June to an annual rate of 590,000 units, while below forecasts calling for a rate of 655,000 units and below May's downwardly revised 642,000 unit level. The median home price rose 7.4% year-over-year to $402,400. New home inventory increased to 9.3 months from May's level of a 7.7 months of supply at the current sales pace. Sales jumped in the Midwest and it ticked lower in the Northeast while falling in the South and the West. Sales were lower year over year in all regions. New home sales are based on contract signings, offering a timelier read on housing activity compared to the larger contributor of existing home sales, which are based on closings. The data sets the stage for a busy week, but the headline this week is likely the Federal Open Market Committee's or FOMC's monetary policy decision on Wednesday. The FOMC is expected to raise its target for the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting. The decision will not have updated economic projections, but will offer the customary press conference from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, which will likely be highly scrutinized as the markets try to determine how aggressive the central bank will remain at its next meeting in September. Treasuries are rising modestly, and the inversion of the two-year and ten-year notes remains intact, with the markets grappling with an aggressive Fed to fight high inflation and what the ultimate impact will be on the economy. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses this in her latest article titled, Fed Rate Hikes, Why Are Bonds Falling?, noting that the Federal Reserve's pledge to curb inflation appears to have resonated with the market. She adds that if the central bank raises rates as much as recent projections indicate, the risk of recession rises. Kathy concludes that consequently bond yields have been pulling back from recent highs and the yield curve has flattened. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note finished unchanged at 3.04%. The yield on the 10-year note lost two basis points to 2.80%, and the 30-year bond rate decreased three basis points to 3.02%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will come in heavy with a read on the advanced goods trade balance, which is expected to narrow, along with preliminary June wholesale inventories projected to decrease from May. Additionally, we will get data on June's preliminary durable goods orders predicted to decrease 0.4% month-over-month and durable goods ex-transportation expected to increase 0.2%. In housing data, we will get reads on last week's MBA mortgage applications along with June's pending home sales month-over-month and year-over-year expected to decrease 1% and 13.5% respectively. Lastly, the markets will pay close attention to tomorrow's FOMC rate decision that is expected to increase to a range of 2.25% to 2.50%, a 75 basis point rate hike for the second straight meeting. In international news on Tuesday, European equities finish mostly lower in a week full of earnings but headlined by the Fed's monetary policy meeting. The meeting kicked off today with the rate decision coming tomorrow, although the Fed is largely expected to raise rates by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting. Swiss-based bank UBS Group, ticker symbol UBS, dropped after it missed earnings expectations, citing a tough quarter for investors worldwide as investment banking revenues also declined. Spain closed lower following a reading on June producer prices that showed they rose 1.9% month over month and a whopping 43.2% year over year. Both the euro and British pound finished lower versus the U.S. dollar and rates in the U.K. and across Europe declined. Inflation is the main driver of tighter monetary policies and dampened consumer and business sentiment. But Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages have led to gluts. that way, Inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter. At Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index finished unchanged. Germany's DAX index fell 0.9%. Italy's FTSE MIB index dropped 1%. France's CAC 40 index declined 0.4%, while Spain's IBEX 35 index and Switzerland's Swiss Market index decreased 0.2%. The stocks in Asia finished mostly higher following a strong GDP reading out of South Korea to show the economy grew 0.7% in the second quarter, above the 0.4% estimate. Hong Kong pushed solidly higher, led by an announcement that Alibaba Group, ticker symbol BABA, will be applying for a primary listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, giving it dual primary listing with the New York Stock Exchange. Markets were also looking ahead and bracing for a heavy week of earnings and the Fed's monetary policy decision later this week. Investors remain skittish amid persistent inflation and the resulting tight monetary policies globally that have elevated recession concerns. These concerns have been exacerbated by the disruption of COVID-induced lockdowns in the world's second-largest economy of China. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. In other economic news, Japanese producer prices rose in line with expectations at 2% percent year over year in June. Japan's Nikkei 225 index declined 0.2 percent, with the yen rising slightly. The yen had fallen to multi-decade lows since March, as the Fed has gotten aggressive with its monetary policy, while the Bank of Japan has abstained from tightening its policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index increased 0.8 percent, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index traded 1.7 percent higher. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index was up 0.3%, and South Korea's KOSPI index advanced 0.4%, while India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index moved 0.9% to the downside. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will be light for Europe, with consumer confidence reports set to be released for Germany, France, and Italy. For Asia, we will get reads on China's June year-over-year industrial profits, second quarter CPI out of Australia, and lastly, the leading index out of Japan.